Wave. I am your host, Ashley Liebig, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Riley Christman. And today we have two special guests who, in my opinion at least, have EDM expertise. And if you can't guess, that's our topic for today. Uh, we have a Mr. Jake Dolan and Antonio Pizzo. So today <laughs> we will be talking about EDM music. I, in the past, have talked a lot about country music and how misunderstood it is. And so we are going on the opposite side of the spectrum and talking about EDM music because I personally don't understand it. And I want these two lovely gentlemen to explain it to me. So uh, starting off strong, because I know that this man is very passionate. uh, I got Jake on my right. What got you in to EDM music? Tell me the story. Do you want the long story or the spark notes? Well, uh, preferably we only have 30 minutes. So, (laughs) well, growing up, um, I played a lot of uh, Minecraft when I was really young. And dude, I'm when we playing Minecraft all week this week. <laughs> well, when when I first started playing Minecraft, I was only limited to how much I could play in a day because uh, I don't even think my mom had a computer. So we'd have to go to like the local library and play it on the computer there. So when play, um, you know, I would just get completely addicted. But then when I couldn't play, I'd go home and not be able to play. So I'd be watching YouTube and I'd be watching all these Minecraft YouTubers at like the end or the beginning of their video. They'd always have like electronic music just like playing and I'd be very curious and then eventually one day I started looking into like some of the songs that some of the YouTubers would use. So that was kind of like my first introduction and then around the same time was when people like Skrillex and Martin Garrix and Calvin Harris were really starting to blow up and get into like mainstream. So when that happened, it was like a mix of really underground electronic music that nobody had heard of and like really mainstream stuff that everybody had heard of. And so it really piqued my interest. And then I think over time, I kind of grew out of Minecraft, went into Call of Duty, and then it was kind of the same story, but more like modern electronic music. So I would say around 2014 to 2016. And when that was happening, yeah, we got to love those days. (laughs) But uh, I remember, um, and this is one of the reasons that Antonio and I are friends is a YouTuber by the name of Allier. Now he's a big like Fortnite YouTuber, but back in the day, he used to be the number one Call of Duty YouTuber on the, on the website. And uh, he was, he was the one that really kind of got me like to the next level of like really enjoying electronic music. So uh, I remember there was one weekend, I think it was like the second or third weekend that uh, Black Ops 3 was out. And at the time, that was like the biggest game like ever. And I remember he he did a live stream and the intro to his live stream was this song I had heard in a couple of his videos. But like when he opened up the live stream, like he turned on the webcam and he's like jumping up and down in his webcam and everything. Uh, that song was called Universe by Don Diablo. And that was one of my first introductions to Don Diablo. That wasn't like my first one because there were still a couple songs I heard, but that was like, it made me go, wow. He's one of your favorites, isn't he? He is still to this day my number one favorite. So from there, I I like, I looked into that song and I started just going through his discography like crazy. And like, I think at one point on my old computer, I had literally every single song from his discography downloaded. And then once I started getting more into him, I realized he had a record label and I would look into all the music that would get released on there. And then from there, it like, it expanded into like, I got 
back into sort of like the the Skrillex S bass music. And what I realized was that the the Don Diablo style music is really only popular in Europe. And the <laughs> the more bassy, heavier You're kind of cultured, stuff. Basically. Yeah. Well, uh, and then basically. so the the bass heavy <laughs> stuff was really only popular here in the States. So it was like, and still at the time I wasn't even old enough to go to any shows and it sucked growing up here, especially because I would drive down the street and I'd look at the billboard and see, Oh, oh. Martin Garrix, Skrillex, Calvin Harris, all those guys still to this day, I haven't seen except for Martin Garrix and it, <clears throat> it sucks. But, um, you know, now that I'm 21, it's a different story, but back then it, it sucked seeing that. Uh, but once I turned 18, like the only shows that were really happening were either the nightclub shows in Vegas, which I still weren't old enough to see. And then the like local shows, which were all just like really heavy bass music. Is that why you guys go out like every weekend to like a nightclub? Somewhat. Although now it's, now it's changed a little bit. Now it's changed a little bit. So because that was all I had, Mm -hmm. I tried to take advantage of it and I still, that got me more into the whole bass music scene, which eventually got me like full blown into Elenium, who is now my second favorite. But the the first event that we ever did was EDC 2019. And like immediately when the lineup came out and I saw Don Diablo and Elenium on there, I was like, and and, uh, and Martin Garrix and Martin Garrix and Kezo and like just a bunch of artists that like I had just been wanting to see for so long. And it's like, Kezo's I finally get the chance. Interesting. Or did you actually get to listen to some? I added one of the songs because what song? I hear it play and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> was it Newsflash? I, yeah, it's Newsflash. Oh, that's funny it, because. I that one I, that one scares people. You know what? It was funny. <laughs> I I was like when I first heard it, I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'd like this. And now it's like probably in my top five favorite songs from him. You were playing it when we went yep. like to the yeah. lookout area, and I was just I, like, I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. The the thing with Kazo is like he he turns me into a different animal. It's it's wild. There's a wild side of me that I didn't even know exists until I started listening to his stuff. That's but it only comes out when I see him friends. live. That's it. No, I, I feel you, man. I have some artists that are like that for me too it's like i'm a guitar guy primarily it's my favorite instrument and some of the guys that i'll play i listen to some music though that no one else is gonna like this guitar is the only instrument i know how to play oh yeah Yeah. dude that's so sick you took it in high school didn't you Mm -hmm. okay so So for a little bit of background uh for the listeners um i've been going to school with these two gentlemen for a few years. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure we even went to element the same elementary school. We did, yeah. So I don't know about I didn't, Jake. I didn't live here in elementary school. Transitioning over to Nino, what got you into EDM music? Uh, so thank gr- you for sharing, by the way, Jake. <laughs> of course, he just validation. Kept going on, on. <laughs> but um, for me, I grew up listening to what. My dad would play in the car, right? The classic rock stuff, 80s stuff, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. <laughs> and then so basically I, I was having like a transition in middle school to, like he said, kind of listening to um, uh, other stuff, Martin on the radio or maybe some Skrillex here and there out here. And then on YouTube, I watched Ali A before even he did. And so that kind of got me spiraling into. A re- <laughs> I'm trying to think if maybe he did, but he probably did. But I, I don't know. He did. I mean, I, I remember going I was quite into, a bit, but I was into Call of Duty and you're in my, the Minecraft stage still. So when did you get out of Minecraft? Let me tell you about, okay. Modern warfare on the Wii, my guy. I'm sorry, but Sky does Minecraft. (laughs) 
I would also like to say, since we're talking Ant about farm. since we're talking about Minecraft, respect and peace to Technoblade. You guys oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, man, that one that's, that's so sad. definitely sad to hear about. Dude, he was such a cool dude. That broke my heart. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I mean it's about music. No. We can't sit here and talk about Minecraft too long, but yeah, yeah, Ali always put um, some sort of electronic music into his uh, videos, and so. That kind of got me into a record label called the Monster Cat. And so I kind of went through their like, um, like volume albums of just like different artists here and there. And I would like pick and choose like artists that I never knew of, like Trivecta, Hellberg. People probably wouldn't even know now, like Rich Edwards. If uh, Yeah, just being deep in the meadow. Yeah, it was definitely like the more deep, deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah it was. Like yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah, <laughs> definitely going down the rabbit hole. Then later on, I met him. And then the funny thing was is that one day at lunch, I literally it was like one of the first times meeting him, like second time, like hanging out with them, probably. I think it was like first or second week of school. Yeah. Sophomore year. Something like that. And I was listening. To really? It. Yep. Yeah. You guys didn't meet till high school. Yep. yep. I thought you guys had been friends. Actually, no, 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 no. Side, side story. We didn't realize it, but we went to the same summer camp one year. That's some wild. But he was also right like he he looked a lot different back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys met sophomore year. Okay, so yes. <laughs> yeah. Technically, yes. Yeah, you got to continue. We got to continue that. Yeah. Story. So I, one day at lunch in the courtyard, I was just had my my headphones in, and then he's like, "What are you listening to?" No, 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 no. It was right as we were walking out of Mr. Krigo's class. No, I, it I was, vividly remember. I, I remember walking out the it door. It was at lunch, man. No, nah, dude. I remember walking out the door. I was like, what are you listening to? You go, you wouldn't know it. No, I dude. Like, I I know this was at lunch. I know it like it, the back okay. of my hand. So I swear. We'll, we'll both have the same story with a different background. Yeah. Go on. Mr. Krigo being like. Any, anyways, I swear it was in the courtyard. I had my headphones in and you're sitting across from me. And then basically you're like, what are you listening to? And then I'm just like, hey, you wouldn't know it. And then he's like. Like, yeah, try me. And I'm just like, oh, it's a guy named Don Diablo. I was like, let me see your phone. Let me see what we started by Don Diablo yes. and Steve Aoki. And I was like, listen, my guy. <laughs> let me tell you about this Don Diablo guy. You're like, well, I had, I well, I had universe like saved this. and everything. Yeah. Okay. So my biggest question with this genre of music in particular is... I know for me, I have certain genres that I love because of the lyrical intent behind the music, which brings an emotional intent behind it. So what is the emotional connection you guys have to EDM music? You know what's crazy? Hmm. Is EDM music has words in it too? Yeah, I was just about to say that. It, it does. It's just more beat based music. When you do it right, no. So it's, okay, so a lot, a lot of it that I've heard. And then, so done right. the, uh, what you're probably thinking of, or at least what the the cliche of it is, is hearing like you know like house music at a club, just or like a crazy. Please keep doing that. I'm just gonna have that like play underneath the entire podcast. <laughs> or just like a like a crazy. Easy dubstep drop, like drop the bass, wow, 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 you know. That's that's I'm definitely the. Too. <laughs> you would. That's like the cliche of it, right? And that's what so many people think, or that's what that what what upsets me the most is when people call it techno. I'm like, no techno. Yeah, like at least let me tell you, there there's actually like an actual like genre of music called techno. Yeah. But John Frusciante did it. The guitarist from the Chili Peppers. <laughs> it is some weird stuff. But um, okay. <laughs> Besides, besides that point, there there are a lot. There's a lot of electronic music out there that is very vocal based, and when it's backed with the right amount of energy and a, a good drop, it's like 
it almost elevates a song to a ne- to a different level, you know. So a great example. I won't even use Elenium. Perfect example. You said you love country. Avicii. <laughs> okay, Avicii is one of my favorites, though. So and there it's you one go. Of my mom's favorites too. Most people recognize Avicii songs not for the drops, but for the words. I would say the only the only song that most people recognize an Avicii song, or, or sorry, that people would recognize that's an Avicii song without any words is Levels, and even then. Halfway through the song, there's still a little vocal sample that everybody knows that the words to. What do you think his tactic was when he was with that song? So I found out he actually he had that song for like two or three years before it got released and he would play it everywhere. Everybody would lose their minds. It it took him forever to release it because when it comes to big songs like that, there you can't just like just put it out on SoundCloud or put it to a streaming service. It has to be marketed properly. And I think the idea behind that was to get the right marketing for it. And when it did come out, it was literally the biggest song ever at the time. I remember hearing it on the radio and like I had never like heard anything like or something. 2013, I believe. Okay. But he made it in 2011. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Interesting. You know, because I know for like. I have an appreciation for the genre. I just didn't ever get into it as much. Like I was obsessed with Martin Garrix and like early Skrillex in middle school. I was like in the sixth grade. I think. Everyone was. Yeah. When Titanium yeah. and Monsters and Sprites. When, yeah. I was going to say yeah. when, when people heard Scary yeah, Monsters was, and Nice Sprites, it was a, it was, it was a mix of like, yeah, that's what, yeah. whoa, this is cool. And what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a taboo song almost. Cause like people would be like, oh, you listen. It was like it was like one of the first like meme songs. If yeah. you really think about it, but I, I mean, it was all the <laughs> girls that would shave the like one half of their hair. You little side note. <laughs> yep. That would like be listening to that stuff, and I was like, oh, I mean, be- yeah, that was my first Skrillex. That looked like that's too, what so. his I mean, look. Yes. That was why it, that was the thing. He was the one that rocked the side mullet. Yeah, really. Was mm-hmm. he the one that started it though? Probably not. But yeah, that was that's that was and has been and still is. I'm pretty sure his signature look. I mean, that's how his hair is always been that's fair yeah thinking about it, i mean i feel like a lot of people around that same time kind of hit that same wave of music but Absolutely. it's the guys like you who really stuck with it were like ah oh, and it's, yeah. it evolved in this thing it literally yeah. like just kind of yeah. sent us both down a rabbit hole of just never ending yeah like, checking out all the different record deals like i would remember coming home from uh like whenever i go to work with my dad when i was like 15, 14, 15. I remember coming home every day and just like going on SoundCloud and just looking for new music to find and downloading it and porting it over to my phone. And it's like, I still to this day do that every week. Yeah. And that's like, now my music library is over like 6,000 songs and it. That's sick. Like, now, unfortunately I lost most of it on my, well, I don't say lost. It's all on a hard drive, but it's on my laptop. That's like an $800 fix right now. And I just don't have the money for that. Yeah. I feel you. I have a really big playlist like that as well. So I'm basically starting over. I'm a brand new PC that well, I wouldn't say brand new, but I bought a used PC from a friend. And now that I got it all set up, I'm just kind of starting over and like just day by day downloading an album or two from some of my favorite artists and like organizing it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I've been trying to work. I just have this big playlist and I download it like about every year or so. And I've just yet to be able to organize them all, you know, and put them together. With, with a playlist, it's honestly like what I found personally. <laughs> I don't even bother with playlists, although now I have just because like. Uh, I ended up getting Apple Music just because mm. of the whole period where I couldn't download any music. But um, with playlists, I don't really bother organizing them because half the time I just shuffle my entire library. <laughs> and it's just like, 
whatever whatever we get is what we're feeling today and it's Fair like if, if there's a song i don't listen to i or i don't want i don't feel like i just skip it no i actually i just wasn't intelligent enough to realize that the library and playlists were separate when i first got ah. a music app so i put i made a playlist in my library and it's been so large i've just yet to because it's like it's like six thousand songs too yeah it's like i'm not gonna have a chance to go through and click each one and put it in the library you know so just keep yeah. the playlist going. <laughs> it's a struggle. Um, so I understand that there's different genres within the EDM music, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like we have house, dubstep, drum. You know, bass. I actually, I actually thought about. I had, I had a feeling you were going to ask this question. So, like, well, I knew I had to cover I can, it because well, I right. don't understand. So I think here, <laughs> let me break it down the best way I can for someone who who wouldn't understand. It's mostly like. Uh, defined by the tempo and the sound of what the artist is like what sounds the artist is using so i would say starting at like the the slowest tempo well i wouldn't say slowest because it's tempo is relative because you can also like cut it in half and then it would still like double the tempo is still would you see the entire genre is relative no okay so you can break it down into I'm going to play doubles on can, the kid a little bit. It's okay. You can break it down into several different genres, and then okay. each of those genres, you can break down into other several different genres. So uh-uh. I would say, no, it it, <laughs> it, so it gets that complex. It's actually really funny. I had a, a really funny, like, like comment argument on Instagram last week with somebody. Well, I, I wouldn't even <laughs> say argument. you did. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say argument. I was, I was more so making a joke, and they took it a little too personally, and I was like, hey, I'm it's just making a internet. joke. the internet. It is the internet. <laughs> so I would say... I'll just start basic at like 120 to 130 beats per minute. That's typically what most people would consider house music. However, with house music, there is a wide variety. So like the, my favorite type is what's called future house. And like, while that sounds very like off putting, I would say it's, it's simply just like, you want a future house. (laughs) It's simply like high energy with like, very distinct like bass sounds and like piano chords and like you you would know when you hear it but it's hard to describe then you have like progressive house which is like your martin garrix kind of stuff and then you have electro house which is more like kind of glitchier dubstepier and then you have full-on like dubstep at a house tempo like four on the floor still one two three four kind of stuff but that that stuff you could call complexro and then you have stuff that sounds kind of like dubstep but kind of like future house which you could classify as bass house and then you got techno house there's all sorts of different ways you can classify that so and would then, you say that maybe they're classified based off the different types of sounds or effects used in different like yeah types of algorithms for so, instance for instance you're talking so, about a lot about tempo so house. what i what i was trying to get at was the tempo is like the the broad definition and then the sound selection is more of like the specific gotcha like distinction between the subgenres of each subgenre okay that's what you're saying sense. so then going from house music at one 120 to 130 you have your what i like to consider like dubstep trap and future bass but you can there's different distinguishes there's multiple different types of dubstep multiple different types of trap multiple types of future bass as well and all that usually falls in between 140 beats per minute to like 160 beats per minute it really depends on just what the artist is feeling what kind of sound selection they do that's why it's an art (laughs) exactly exactly and then going from there uh typically like the the higher tempos starting from like 170 to 180 sometimes even up as high as like 200 is like hard style hard dance and drum and bass and both of 
I well, I, I guess you could just classify hard style and drum and bass to really dumb it down. But both of those have their own very distinct sounds, which like drum and bass has a very like breakbeat, like like very non uh, non orthodox kind of beat pattern and people get really creative with it and it's it's very high tempo and then whereas hard style they get either super hard with it or super melodic with it and most of the time that's still a four on the floor like house beat like a one two three four kind of thing but it it's going so so fast and so loud it's like bong 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 boom 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 it, they get really wild with it, but yeah, it, it really is an art and it just, it just depends on what the artist is trying to create. You guys never told me your emotional connection okay. to EDM. Do you want me to go you first know, or do you? should probably go first because you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, do you mean like the vocalist? Like, or... I just mean what kind of emotional connection do you have to EDM particularly? What do you think of when you hear a song from like three, four years ago? You remember of that time period, right? <laughs> It depends on the type of music. So with country music, it reminds me of home. And so I have that emotional connection to country music because it reminds me of my family. And when I listen to stuff that's in the early 2010s, um, it reminds me of like a simpler time. Uh, so it kind of okay. it de-stresses me. When I listen to rock, it makes me basically express any kind of anger I have I inside of me. Yeah, <laughs> I get very violent with uh, like I wouldn't say like rock but like metal, yeah. I like we talked about it, too. It just it helps me like expel any kind of like anger. Yeah, you just let me know next time you're mad. I got a good band for you. They're called Audio Slave. That's that's my go. I actually know that. Yeah, <laughs> or you, could, you could just listen to Newsflash again. Yeah, Honestly, that like, was one of the songs I was listening to a few weeks ago. So um, but like I yep. understand there's a lot of genres, but when you listen to EDM, what kind of emotional connection do you have to it? See, it counts on the artist, I think. OK, so let's say let's just put out Martin Garrix out there. For me, that's like my high school days. That's like me getting off the bus and just turning that on and just walking back to my house and then getting to my house and just jumping up and down for like 10 minutes straight. Just just to like get it all out of me that yes, I got through this day of school. And then there's like Elenium where, you know, it's kind of some of the more uh, uh, breakup stuff and the sad times, the, the sad boy hours. Um, so why it's your favorite? Second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Kazo, let's just put out there is the more um, uh, angry sort of, or um, we can put out Solvent King out there for the more angry sort of vibes where you just want to be metal as, as hell and uh, metal as hell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And then you, you listen to certain songs from just certain artists and then you can think of like just a certain time where like there's a song called uh, Drinking Like Kings by Trivecta. And it's just it's just like singing about or talking about um, like drinking like a king, no, like <laughs> I know, just, just being young, being younger in the times, being with your friends, drinking like kings, smoke, smoking like trains and like that sort of thing where you just like and then you grow up. So it's just that sort of vibe. And it always counts on the certain songs in my opinion. I can't put the whole genre into how I feel because there's so many different genres and artists that do their own thing and like go to their certain like fan base in a way, okay. I guess. There's definitely like a wide range of emotions. So it, it can okay. be the same, like going back to with the different subgenres, it's, it can all funnel under one subgenre of EDM or one main genre of EDM, but it's like, it would be like 
rock or country for you. It's like each one has their own way of so in a way getting you to feel emotional in a certain you aspect. would say that like edm is its own form of music like music itself has its different genres see at is, at, so does i EDM. like i like to look at electronic music as a way to expand upon other genres of like other main genres of music there really isn't a genre of music that you can't blend with electronic music that's fair it's like what like why do you think remixes exist it's like you can take a song and you can still keep the core elements of that song and build on it and make it something bigger and yeah for me i would say better but some people you know riley's disagree. getting really excited no, with that comment. when you said that it reminded me in high school there was a song that we used to listen to in the trumpet section as our warm-up like it was just our way to get hyped for band camp because band camp it's tough man whenever we did there was a song it was called i think it was irish folk dubstep <laughs> what we put that thing on. It was like a minute and 30 seconds long on YouTube. And we would all just bang out and go hype for like a minute and 30 seconds. And then we were ready for the day. Like, I don't know what it was about that song that just really hyped us up. But it was like, there, there's a lot of ways. Like, you're correct. There's yeah. a lot you can do with different genres. Well, I mean, and Irish folk. What's what's also really funny is like, I would never find myself enjoying something like country or death metal or, you know, something like that where, that I don't frequently listen to. When you blend it with like a good electronic drop and, you know, I would say slightly more artificial production although you can still incorporate live instruments it happens all the time and suddenly it's like you take something that's great and then for me it's like they're just making it greater so like i never thought i would i would enjoy someone like keizo or avici growing up because it's like i didn't listen to that kind of music growing up what kind of music did your parents listen to my dad is a hippie <laughs> but, but he's if a only you can sorry, see his face when he said he's, that but the funny thing is, he's a hippie that he's a hippie that doesn't do drugs. You're a raver who doesn't do drugs. Yes. It runs in the family. Yeah. And so it, it but, actually but quite literally it's a, does. It's a different thing is like today's generation of like. <laughs> well, it's funny because you some some ravers are hippies. But my dad, he loves like Grateful Dead. Almond Brothers, oh, like yeah. jam bands that just like 20 minute drum solos. Like, dude, like this is cool. But like, could I hear anything else? <laughs> I, do, I will say as much as I love rock music, I do think that I can only go so long without lyrics. Exactly. Well, actually, I can't say that because it's like I can I can enjoy like a good like we can do the same thing with our music. It's with like, our like I can enjoy house music for a decent amount of time if there's if it's done right. Mm -hmm. Like I can't I can't enjoy like the same kind of beat over and over. But if they no. change up like a good little melody here and there I don't mind I like with, blues <laughs> but with jam bands it's like you know it, it's vibey for sure but it's just not something it's not the the, the right energy that I'm into no that's yeah. completely that's valid even me as someone who likes those jazz or not jazz bands those jam bands i even find myself moving my music the taste jazz around major. yeah sorry, sorry jazz <laughs> it's triggered and then i my mom growing up my mom played a lot a lot of christian music like christian pop and i was just like, yeah. I like it christian was rock. it when i was young it was like okay to kind of listen to but it, i just it never really was like something i wanted More to just like, like praise the lord put by on, the end of it it wasn't something i wanted to like run home and put on headphones and listen to for an hour straight that is fair and then i i think once like once i eventually figured out how to change the radio station i would change it to like you know typical like top 40 pop stuff and then that yeah. was kind of how i found the more mainstream electronic music but before that it was definitely like you know whatever was popular in like 2008 to 2012 on the radio that's fair Alrighty, so we are sliding in to our we cry wednesday segment Alrighty. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So I have a quote pulled up that is just solely based on music because I feel like 
that's a good direction to go to in this episode. Oh, really? <laughs> in this episode particularly, yeah. Next to love, music is the best solution to any problem. Music feeds the heart with what it needs in that moment. That's our quote. Um, also, giving a big shout out to our friends, the White Noise Band. Woo-woo. They are releasing, or they're finishing up their album uh, either this week or into the next week, but they're finishing it up. So just giving them a huge shout out go ahead and check them out it's white noise band on instagram facebook i'm sure it's the same on twitter as well yeah those guys <laughs> they know what they're doing marketing wise spotify uh itunes all of it go and check them out go give them some love and support because they are some awesome rad dudes um we definitely need to have them on again sometime yes, soon yes they were oh God, very fun them. to have um but we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for coming on today and talking about your passion of EDM music and of course. why you love it. Thank you for having us. Of course. And we are going to be on 91.5 HD2 every week. Wednesday at 530. Uh, Those times are subject to change. I'm just warning you guys, uh, just because we are having a new change in our system for management for the radio. So I will keep you guys posted if anything changes on that. We are also going, we are also still on Spotify and iTunes and I'm getting up on Google Play. Coming up in the next few weeks, we are also going to try our best to get onto YouTube because I think that is a great place platform to use. I think TikTok's probably um, still in a maybe in the works. It's called the wave and I'm here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> he said to you, gotta love the puns, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am once again, your host, Ashley Liebig, joined here with my co-host, Riley Chrisman and Jake Dolan and Antonio Pizzo. And we will catch you out on the wave. Thank you.